0: Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of The Transcript Podcast. You've got Mace, Scott Kresloff. I'm editor of The Transcript, along with Eric Makaya, who's our lead author. This was one of the stranger issues of the newsletter that we've sent out, because I think up until Friday of last week, we really had one newsletter that was written. And then based on Friday and even based on Sunday, as I was editing, the message of the newsletter was changing rapidly early in the week. It was still about Chairman Powell's testimony to Congress and talking about persistent inflation, strong labor markets, and what the Fed would do relative to that. And then obviously everyone knows Silicon Valley Bank collapsed in a bank run. Basically, from Wednesday evening to Friday morning, it was like about 36 hours and the bank was gone, which is just uh, was a crazy thing to see, especially for someone who started his career as a bank analyst in small and mid-cap banks and knows what a respected institution Silicon Valley Bank was. This is something that's very crazy to watch. In some ways, was more surprising than things that happened in the financial crisis with the speed with which it happened. But in other ways, it's just reminiscent of some of those things that we lived through not too long ago, 15
1: years ago. Now, Eric, any thoughts? So much to talk about. First of all, this is actually my uh, kind of first real experience with bank runs. I think like in of the 2008 crisis, I was pretty young. I was like first year at the university. So I hadn't really truly experienced what it was to experience a bank. I read about it, but it wasn't like practically seeing it happen. So this one was different. It happened on social media. Twitter was not there in 2008. At this time, it was there. A lot of information was flowing around Twitter. This is the 16th largest bank in the US, going from being number 16 to zero. And then this is the second biggest bank to fall since the financial crisis. That's that's a mild way to put it, but it's pretty huge whatever happened this week. But again, digging into it, what really went long, wrong with this bank? Because from the last couple of years, it seems like it's been doing well many years. It's been here since 1983. So they must have been doing something right for those 30 years to survive that long through the different crisis, 2000s, and now the 2008 crisis, and now finally actually being Post, uh, post the pandemic. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think like at the highest level, just as Silicon Valley Bank is an institution, again, as a bank analyst, starting in 2008 and throughout this 15 years as I've been watching public markets, Silicon Valley Bank is viewed as one of the top banking institutions in the country, like one of the great growth banks in the country. And the other two that I would put in that list as well is Signature Bank, New York, which is now also shut down, and First Republic, which is now under fire as well. Like These three growth banks, which if you look at their stock performance relative to KBW regional bank index over... Everything up until last week, like these banks had just trounced that index. Let me ask, what
1: do, you mean by, what do you mean by their growth banks? What's the essence of them? What have they performed? A lot of people know like the big banks, the JP Morgan's, yeah. the Goldman Sachs, and those are the ones which are pretty much involved in the late crisis. But now you have these banks, which are smaller banks, Fast Republic, Silicon Valley Bank. And what makes them distinct from the rest and why is it that there is a bit of access in these three banks specifically? Silicon Valley Bank and First Republic, I know
0: really well, Signature Bank, less well. And the quality of their client base is really the thing that differentiated them from the rest of the banking arena. But I think this is kind of missing the point as to what your question of what happened, which I think the what happened is really like a very different thing than 2008 as well, in that this is not credit driven. This is duration driven, where in 2008, we were talking about loans going bad. In this cycle, what we're seeing is really just mark-to-market losses and long-term government-backed securities. So it's not a question of whether these are money good. It's just a question of whether they're matched duration to the deposit base, which is a totally different issue here.
1: So if I may add, then I think the issue from my reading at least of the bank, and since I've been examining it at least in the past week or so, so I think it's the what it is that the they grew very fast in the past two, three years. But then what happened is the rates hike and I think the rate hike. I think there's a saying I think in the market that the Fed hikes until something breaks. We've been seeing a bit of signs that some parts of the financial systems are under stress. And in the past week or so suddenly something broke and then that was silicon valley back because customers wanted their deposits back. But now they've invested in some long-term assets which they can't sell very quickly to be able to fulfill the demands. And then everyone say, tells everyone hey this duration mismatch is a big issue pull out your money and then in a week they had 40 billion dollars worth of deposits that were supposed to be taken were taken out and then that I think cost the, at the end it cost the background. run. But from where you're sitting now, what's your perspective what's the perspective of the people around you in terms of how quickly this happened? And in terms of that, do you think this change is also the perspective of the Fed more moving away from fighting inflation now to containing a system wide kind of contagion that may be happening because of Silicon Valley Bank.
0: Well, it could. It could. That is definitely the question that we'll be assessing in the next several weeks. Obviously, the Fed meets next week to set interest rate policy, and there's already articles in the Wall Street Journal talking about them maybe not raising rates as quickly or leaving rates unchanged next week as they're at the impact of this stuff. But yeah, it's the way that change in narrative often happens is that there's some big event like we just went through with COVID that... Like changes the frame of reference that everybody is analyzing the world through. And the Silicon Valley Bank collapse last week feels like one of those, maybe not as large as COVID, but it certainly feels like a firing gun on something changing for the narratives here. And that was, again, part of the reason why it was tough to write this week's issue is because we saw some big change right at the end of the week. And it's unclear how things were going to evolve based on that. But whether or not this is like a longer term thing that changed or a shorter term thing, like I've been thinking, is this the sign that we're actually finally at the start of the recession? Is this the firing gun for the recession? A lot of th- even if it is, a lot of times that just means that it's time for the bull market to start. When a recession starts, sometimes bull markets just start because the Fed comes in and starts easing monetary conditions as well. But the Fed is really walking this odd barbell economy where you've got Potentially financial risk building among regional banks and potentially spreading. And then you've also got their mandate of inflation pushing down on them. I don't know how they're going to necessarily square those two here. Probably bias towards not letting financial contagion happen. So that's, that may be the winning factor here or the chain, the big change.
1: I think that's a bigger risk because that's also how the, I mean, it has a contagion effect, not just within the US financial system, but it's global. This morning, I mean, we're recording this on um, Monday. So this morning, the, the the UK financial system had to deal with the same issues the US was dealing with. There was a bit of a bank that was almost going to happen in the UK, a branch of the Silicon Valley Bank. And in the end, HSBC had to step in, buy it for one pound, and then take over its operations and allow it to, to close smoothly. So what you can sense is that once something like this happens, it's a regional bank in the US that this is happening at, then it comes and raises issues about the entire financial system because everyone is asking like, is my bank safe? And someone else is like in a a different part of the world, in Africa. And she's also asking the same question. What does that mean for me where I am?
0: Yeah, this this is the fundamental thing that's different about this time than 2008, that I don't know that markets are fully appreciating quite yet is this actually just flies in the face of the regulatory regime that was established really prior to 2008, but especially reinforced post 2008, which is that you are supposed to hold capital against risky assets and government backed securities are not risky assets. So you can have like high tier one leverage ratios, which are adjusted for zero risk weighting to government securities. And you can go as far out the duration curve as you want on that. And then, on the other side, remember that in two thousand and eight, the problem was viewed as not having enough of a core deposit based funding basis for investment banks. That's how the investment banks failed is because they were short term funded through commercial paper markets, not through deposit markets, and that's why they were deemed to be unsafe. So like in this case, you're seeing a company that basically only had held zero risk rated assets and was core deposit funded and still was basically caught up in this very fast-moving world of the internet that we have now. And it may just be the case that fundamentally like high-leverage banking models are not sustainable in a world where you can pull all of your deposits overnight, $200 billion worth of deposits just out the door. This is the regulatory regime not prepared for this sort of
1: dynamic. Significantly, think of it. Somebody was able to pull out $40 billion from a bank last week on a one day, one or two days, over one or two days last week and managed to actually run down a bank or of course a bank run at the bank. That's, it tells you a lot about how this kind of modern digital kind of banking has also influenced a lot. So in the, la- in the old days, you had to actually go to the bank to make a bank run. Now you can just switch on the phone and switch very quickly and send money whenever it is that you wanted to send to. But then I think one of the other things that I've also noted, one of the banks that was up on Friday when everyone else saw those PSJP, it seems like time, the too big to fail banks are actually going to get even bigger because they're going to get more, they're going to get more people wanting to put their securities or to put their money in banks and actually save at the end of the day. I think another thing that people are paying attention to a lot is the level of uninsured deposits that you have. Silicon Valley Bank had almost close to 90% of its deposits uninsured. That wasn't an issue back then, but now I think everyone is paying attention to it. Am I, is my money insured? Is it not insured? And some of the banks are actually performing poorly in the market today have to do with having very high uninsured level deposits. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of mistrust suddenly in the market, which wasn't there before.
0: Yeah, it's again, couple- <laughs> the deposits are insured in a way, all deposits, especially in this case of Silicon Valley Bank. The assets that were backing deposits were government guaranteed securities. What was the problem was they were, they had duration risk to them, right? Because as interest rates change, the market, the current market value of those change. But like the fundamental cash flows backing those securities are guaranteed by the US government already. So I guess what the US government would need to do and really shouldn't have that hard time doing through the Fed is just guarantee the duration risk against those assets to the extent that they want to guarantee all deposits across the banking system. But,
1: yeah. What way forward? But if you your... looking
0: for somebody to lend to you long-term as a government, I guess that's what you need to do.
1: What Which way from here now? For, because uh, there's a bit of stress in some of the other financial institutions in the system, except the big banks. Um, there's a bit of... And uh, there's going to come regulations once more, because uh, Silicon Valley was... On the verge of becoming one of the big banks, it was like moving from regional to being one of the big banks. It hadn't even been done a liquidity test on it for a long time, somehow. Then it's kept kind of fended on regulations and all. So I bet there will be regulations on these kind of banks going forward again. So the response is more is most likely going to be more regulations for the banks and more requirements maybe for to keep insured deposits and all. What do you see from yeah. your end in terms of going forward and the implications of this?
0: I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It depends how crazy this little mini banking end crisis that we're seeing right now becomes. I don't think there's necessarily a political will to change any regulations based on anything that's happened so far. But if it oh. gets a lot worse, it probably will be. So,
1: All right. There's a lot to speak a box. So we probably should have a Twitter sketch this week or next week on this, depending on how things... Anything else that I may mean, you caught your eye in the markets this week?
0: Hard to focus on much of anything besides Silicon Valley Bank and
1: that regional banking space. All right. To keep track of what's happening in the markets, so especially key quotes from earnings calls and from key leaders, just follow us on Twitter. We're very active there. Keep up with us on Twitter at the transcript underscore. All right. And of course, keep it here for another podcast next week as we try to discuss and remember what happens about this. It was still body bank collapse. Bye for this week.